0: Hello, my name is Joel McLeod, flying solo today on the 905er podcast. Uh, With me today, I have a third-time guest, I think, to the podcast, Frank Dominic, uh, social media commentator, extraordinaire, guru of all things Ontario. Why he likes
1: complaining about stuff.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Thanks for for taking the time to come on today, Frank, uh, to talk about, well, kind of the, the top Ontario news item, uh, in the, in the works today. And that is the news that last year in 2023, a deal was signed by the Ontario government to, uh, right now Staples Canada, that a number of service Ontario locations would be closing around the province and reopening inside Staples stores, um. Sometime this year is the is the plan, and the idea is that this is a pilot project. One of them
1: is actually already ready, um, so not even sometime this year. It's it's one of them is almost ready to go, apparently.
0: Yes, I saw that too. I think in Oakville. Yeah, uh, it's the 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 notches. I guess have been keyed out for the for the kiosk went up, but um, apparently this is a pilot project, and it's also uh, news uh, today. Uh, and Global is reporting that Walmart is also being considered for this new way that we interact with the government to uh, to obtain things like your driver's license, your health card, uh, a hunter's license, if that, that is your thing, um, birth certificates, uh, business arrangements, any number of vast interactions that we would have with the government of Ontario is now, where are we going to be getting paper and toner for printers now, uh, apparently. Uh, I know you've been going off on this a lot on social media, Frank. You know, how about uh, you just lay down your your thoughts on the process? We'll we'll start from there.
1: Yeah, I've been biting my tongue about this one for a long time because I actually the first time I heard about this was in June. Um, I believe it was in June. I had somebody who worked in the government sent me a DM, and they were like, "I can't." I can't give you any information. I can't tell you what department I work for. I can't tell you anything, blah, blah, blah. But um, the government is planning on privatizing all of Service Ontario and outsourcing it to Staples. And at first I was like, yeah, okay, sure. You can't give me any more information. You can't tell me anything about yourself, but you're going to tell me this really big, juicy thing. And so I didn't make a video on it because I felt like that was a really big accusation. The person was like, I'm going to lose my job. You can't say anything, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to talk about it. Fast forward to... Maybe September. I got another message from a political staffer at Queens Park, um, who was like, "Yeah, like I I heard about this this Staples thing, and like I I don't think it's that big of a deal. I I think it's like they were kind of saying, like I think it might be a good thing, but they were mentioning that a lot of people within the government, both um, political staffers and uh, nonpartisan, like just regular government workers, had a lot of concerns, and the government seemed to." not want to address those concerns. So both from within the party and outside of the party. And once again, I had to take that as hearsay um, because like this person claims that they are XYZ and yeah, I can look them up on LinkedIn and I can do whatever mm-hmm. research I can. But at the end of the day, it's just a random person DMing me, right? But this was the second time I heard of the Staples thing. So at that point, I'm like, okay, hey, so Staples thing is, is legit. Fast forward to, was it November or December? And they made the yep. announcement. And I didn't make a video at the time because it said, oh yeah, they're opening up some kiosks and staples. And and in my mind, I'm like, well, if it's just them putting some kiosks and staples, whatever. What really started irking me is when we found out they were closing 11 locations, even if they're closing locations that are already private. These are technically small businesses owned by local families, um, which like, I'm not a fan of the privatization of Service Ontario in general, but like, even the small bit of positive out of that, we're going to now remove it and give that money to multi-billion dollar American Mm -hmm. conglomerates. And we're now also going to give them our tax dollars to do those renovations. So it went from, this could be a a nice addition to, Oh, we're now losing uh, locations to we're losing locations owned by Canadians to give money to American billionaires. So that progression is what made me. And I think a lot of other people who are in the political landscape, um, frustrated, even if this isn't that big of a deal, it's a very frustrating situation.
0: Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, Let's put a pin in that comment that it's not that big of a deal. Cause I, I think it is. We're going to come back to that later on, but yep. let's, let's, let's just talk about the timing here because I was like, I was looking like when, when was, I was a little surprised that, yeah, this kind of slipped past all of our collective radars until just recently. And I was like, what, why is that? And the announcement came out roughly at the same time that Bonnie Crombie had won the liberal leadership. And that was the, the, the headline in Ontario news was that, okay, Liberals have a new leader, da 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 da, and of course, then they started the uh, the Tories started with their attack ads, pretty much like minute one of her 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 victory, and that was what dominated the Ontario news cycle for a while, us included, uh, admittedly. And I thought, looking back, like, at the, the timing, of that just seems so suspect. That okay, we're going to take this noise over, which is you know bit whoopde do like the liberals were going to going to elect a new leader one way or the other we all knew that that's not really news but this is big to basically say the the way that we interact the front line really of how we interact with the government the baseline of what, what we expect our government to be able to provide driver's license health card um all that stuff birth certificates is going to be privatized we're we're selling that off to a uh, an american company nonetheless
1: we're selling it off to an american company so that it can be staffed by international students getting paid minimum wage that aren't in unionized jobs well, that would normally be unionized
0: well that's it and then, you know i thought that's like it's just kind of like you know it's in the in the sneak of in the dead of night let's uh let's let's put this off like what's your take on that What what, what is this and then what it could it just be that doug ford's history of making big projects typically ends in failure (laughs) let's be honest here
1: yeah i can't i can't think of one success that he had that didn't that like can be called a a unified success across like all party lines Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like even if you don't like trudeau there's there's things that even most conservative voters will say like yes this was a good thing this was a bad thing blah blah blah. like there there are unifiers typically on most levels of government um i don't see anything in doug's portfolio which when we look at this that makes me wonder what else is there so Mm -hmm. as i mentioned i had both somebody who worked. I would assume closely with this project. And then on top of that, a staffer, both of whom aired their concerns and said the government is not addressing these concerns. So, what that says right. to me is this is going to be another one of those scandals where it's going to be dragged out simply because the Ford government refuses to be op- upfront and honest about it. And, like, just look, like Richard Southern has a new thing to tweet every eight hours about this. Right. Like, why is this story that should have been in the cycle of news? Like, we're not in a, in a slow news cycle. There is stuff to talk about, even within Ontario. So in in a cycle that's not necessarily slow, why are we constantly coming back to this? And I think it's because we're going to continue to see a slow trickle about the story as more and more details are revealed, Mm -hmm. as um, more people um, start being more comfortable to voice their opinions with journalists versus people like me. Uh, And and I think we're going to see that there is something a little more, I'm not saying it's not going to be Greenbelt level, but- I, I think that Ford just thought that he could sweep this under the rug. When the best thing for him to do politically probably would have just been to be upfront and honest about it um, and say, "Oh, you know, Staples locations are usually located in big city centers. They they, they kind of like just didn't try to cover this one up. They just went full face, like, "Hey, we're doing this thing with an American company."
0: Well, I think at the at the very surface level, like it there is a sense, like, there's a common sense reality to it because, as as you said, you know, there's a Staples kind of all over the place. They're 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 in central highway
1: like yeah or
0: they're or they're densely populated like areas that people tend to congregate anyways that's why they put staples there in the first place um you're kind of going there on business needs anyways you're you're, you can send out usually pure later packages and for the record folks we are not sponsored by staples so this isn't a a a shill but you can go you know if you got to get your stuff printed up package
1: uh yeah it is a convenient place to do all that
0: the and you know
1: most- what? It, it, it might be a good place for Service Ontario kiosk, because I don't know if you've been to a Staples recently, but they're always empty.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, it, like, so that, this is coming in, and, and I, I at the on a knee jerk reaction, it's kind of like, oh, okay, this kind of makes sense. But then you start pausing, like, well, why the fact that this was a sole sourced contract?
1: Yes, and I think that's where
0: the and issues I, come. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I I question that. And my thoughts are the other problem is nobody attending. Uh, are not attending. Nobody goes into retail anymore. That's the That's been a problem in this past year, is that post pandemic, people just tend not to go shop in retail. It's been noticed that Staples, uh, uh, I'm not going to say the stock, but like, the Staples' return is just slowly dropping. People are just not shopping there as frequently as they used to. And it makes you wonder, you know, is this was this just a, a ploy of saying, hey, you know what? Can you just put a few of these into our stores where so people have an excuse just to go in the door, and maybe we can sell them, you know, some toner cartridge or a, a ream of paper?
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that that bugs me is is like, I, I I honestly believe that even if they had opened this up to other businesses, Staples probably would have won. And the reason I'm saying that is because it is, for the most part in well-populated areas um, with the density, not a lot of foot traffic in the store, so you don't have to worry about people feeling like uncomfortable. Like you would think that, oh, a personal, uh, uh, a public library or a community center might be the best bet but you also don't right. want that kind of traffic in those areas a lot of people are saying oh, oh well there's one cana- uh, service Ontario that's attached to a Canadian tire why can't we do that everywhere?" well Canadian tires are very very uh busy places and other people are like oh I can't believe Loblaws didn't want to bid on this Loblaws wouldn't have been able to handle this like you can't put this in a grocery store there would not be the space right. um in, in a Walmart because Walmart built out that front face where they used to have like a, some they've gotten rid of some of them but like a lot of them will have a McDonald's and a hairdresser and a dog service right. or whatever. eyeglasses." Eye makes sense at a Walmart. It makes sense at a Costco and it makes sense at a Staples. But the fact that this contract was given to Staples without any tender, without any uh, conversation with other companies to see what else is out there. Right, that's fishy. There's like, why? Like, there, there's no, there's no. Doug Ford, Mister I run Ontario, like a business. That's not how you do business. I was right. recently trying to work with a business. I called a guy, and he's like, "Oh, to do this thing, it's gonna cost you fifteen hundred bucks." I said, "You're crazy." I called another company. He's like, "Oh, four hundred dollars." And I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds a lot better." If okay. I didn't shop around, I would have gotten ripped off. Doug Ford doesn't shop around, and he keeps getting ripped off. Well, actually, well, a... just getting ripped off. It's our tax dollars. Well, that's
0: that's the thing, and that eh, my my question is if. If you are looking to shop like a business, uh, my thoughts are then why not just close down the service Ontario centers and switch to an online retail experience by that? I mean, finding a way so that we can get these documents and that, that's the thing, you know, perfect example. I, we, I had to go get birth certificates for my kids, right? Um, we did not go into service Ontario. We had to do it online. You have to go in, fill out your form. Here's my SIN number. Here's my documentation. Blah 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 blah, and they say, "Okay, we'll get back to you in six to eight weeks." Um, you go, you go in, you say, "Okay, I need to get my new health card and you get my new driver's license." Okay, you get the photo taken, but then like, okay, it'll be six to eight weeks. Here's your temporary thing. And You're thinking the entire time I go into these Service Ontario centers, I keep thinking like, this should be done online. This should be a way to say, "Hey." You know, I can go into an, a CAA or to a a Photoshop or Walmart and say, "Get me my my passport photo taken." Okay, boom, take that, and I can mail that into Service Ontario to get my health card, my driver's license, um, all those documentations mailed out to me. I got to imagine this probably cheaper to run than say, "Well, you we got to keep these kiosk these these centers open around the province." Uh, Further than that, just to keep people shuffling in line with paperwork that they go to hand up to the window, pay a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks, whatever the fee is. That's it. I mean, they got rid of uh, the the stickers, our our driver's license stickers. So, again, why do we need these centers in the 21st century?
1: I I am a fan of having, especially in smaller uh, uh, rural areas, I am a fan of having, whether it's a kiosk. Mm -hmm. whether it's a a center like i I do think there needs to be a physical space that is um that is staffed by a trained person um Mm -hmm. simply because you're gonna have elderly people immigrants you're gonna have people of all walks of life who aren't comfortable with online stuff or have questions or feel nervous uh and, and so like i i see the inherent value because a lot of the things that government do we run at a loss. It's just how government works, right? right? Like the whole point of government is to provide service and services don't necessarily have to be profitable. Most of them lose money, but just like education and healthcare, there are economic benefits to that. And service Ontario is no economic benefit, really having those places manned. Like it, it, it's a loss, but there is an inherent value to it. Now, these kiosks, I, I believe that we used to have some in malls and the issue was that yeah. people put uh, card, uh, the, the uh, I can't remember the name of it. The, the things that would read your cards and steal your data.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 There, was, there
1: was a data but, breach issue, I believe. Okay. Um, Which is why they were taken out of malls. Um, And so then the question that becomes, well, why can't we put them back in malls and like
0: upgrade the security features for them
1: and have a, a staff member there at all times. Have it manned 24, yeah. seven or not 24, seven, it man, whenever the, the malls open, right. because we're talking about foot traffic. We're talking about keeping people back in retail. What, what better place to go than a mall? like yeah and there's they're bound to be places in the malls that are empty that you can just put your kiosks outside of like you, you can you can put it in a central location you can put it in one of the, the closed storefronts and talk to the malls and say hey we're gonna we're gonna put a a, a service ontario to go or on the run you know what i mean like
0: i, I hear what you're saying i my thoughts are just um these it, the you look at the trends we're getting a bit off topic, but you look at the trends, you just see people are not going into malls. They don't go yeah. into any, any retail yeah. locations these days. And, and like that's for the last year, that's been what we've heard from the retail sector. Nobody comes in anymore. It's all online. I see your point and I'm not really going to, we're not going to get into the weeds on whether or not that's.
1: Yeah, no, I no, I, I,
0: I, 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 I see your point and it's, it's a valid one, which kind of, I guess makes me want to get into, you were mentioning staffing and I think that's, I think the biggest that's what i think is the biggest draw to this is that these will be staples employees that ha- that will be handling uh our very personal da- data um health card numbers um uh sin numbers uh driver's license information uh fines that we might be paying for whatever it is that we do all that stuff it's going to be going through staples it's not a service ontario employee it's a staple well,
1: what we don't yet know how the infrastructure exactly is going to work so we're paying for the right. retrofit does that retrofit involve having an on-site data server that is directly connected to uh, government servers like like does it at any point in time have to travel through a staple's owned server at any point in time, is this going into the public net, or is the government paying for the retrofit because they would have to pay no matter where it goes right. in order to keep it secure? If that's the answer, then Doug, say it. Say we have to keep things safe and secure. Then I'm on your side. But I, I, there, the, the, I don't. We don't know, and so because we don't know, because they're not saying anything, we have to be led to believe that there is nothing, and it's going through staples. Right.
0: There's a big, there's a big caveat to that, that. I think people aren't really the reason why I think there's a bigger deal than. Uh, potentially then greenbelt, I'll be honest is because of the data, uh, is that what you just said is a secure server that is entirely kind of closed within the government of Ontario main, you know, network. Is that the case? Okay. We can deal with that. But if it's the idea is Staples, is going to handle all that that data traffic and it goes through a Staples server before it's sent to Ontario, the Ontario government to be processed. That's troublesome because that means a third party corporation will have access to, like, we don't really know what, but they'll have access to your SIN number, they'll have access to your your driver's license, health card uh, information, any fines that you might have, your business data, uh, if that's the case. What's more troubling is the fact that that information could be sent to the United States. If that data crosses the the border, which it most likely will, sent to a server in uh, at Staples' head office, is it now subject that the United States government could? Look at it for whatever reason, or have access to it. And, like, and, and if people
1: I, are if people are freaking out about their TikTok data going to China, it should be we should feel similar with any information, especially absolutely. private information, going to the states. I, I don't believe that would be the case because Staples Canada is technically a separate entity. Uh, so in theory, that data should not leave our country. In theory, and and like I, I want to be optimistic in the idea that like there there shouldn't be any issue. My my concern is more so like what? So we had uh, the Toronto Zoo. And one other major organization, mm-hmm. uh, the Toronto Public Library or, or uh, something like that, uh, had a, a data hack recently, or uh, right. uh, oh, what's it called? When they hold you hostage. Uh,
0: Mal- <laughs> you uh, malware attack. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And and so what happens if there's an attack like that on Staples? Staples is incentivized to lie to the province about what right. data was stolen, right? Like there's, there's no there's no incentive for staples to be honest about if data gets lost, if data gets stolen. So I'm not even worried about the company itself. I'm worried about bad actors that could attack staples for that
0: data. Well, that's, that's go on to my next point. Then um, I don't even worry about necessarily uh, bad actors attacking staples. Um, what I'm concerned about, well, I, I am, and that's for various reasons, but if you're if this is a, a another uh, issue that's popped up in my head. If you recall here, in the nine Oh five, we've had a string of car thefts. There's been, it's been widely reported. There's a car theft ring yeah. operating in the nine Oh five. Um, they'll steal your car in your driveway. They drive it, you know, punks, kids drive it up to a carpool lot. And then oh, somebody yeah. books it over to, all the way to Montreal or to Halifax. And it's on, a, on ship- a
1: boat and it's gone.
0: It's gone to yeah. Dubai. You don't see it again. Um, there's, uh, that's the end of, but there's a new operation going on where people will take your VIN number your car, your the VIN number in your car and they will swap it out for a phony VIN number. So they, you, they seal the car, the VIN number that is supposed to be on your car, uh, right underneath your, your driver's window it's swapped out for a phony one. So nobody knows the difference and your car is resold on the black market and it's driven around here in Canada somewhere. Those VIN numbers it was discovered were being ripped off by service Ontario employees. this, Yes,
1: I remember this that. This ring
0: yes. would go to Service Ontario employees, and this is in the papers, folks. You can t- look it up. It is a it is a documented case. They would just go and bribe the Service Ontario pay- people, say, "Here's a thousand bucks for every bin number you can give me," and they would just sit there, and be like, "Okay, here's you know, ten ten numbers, ten thousand bucks. A hundred numbers, a hundred thousand bucks." Like this is and th- this is so, cr-. and that's when there were Service Ontario employees. If you're a minimum wage Staple's employee how easy is it going to be to have one of these rings walk up to you and say I'll pay a thousand bucks a number and you just thought uh, you know I'll come by on Wednesday you just hand me an envelope and that's that
1: yeah I know once again I think I, I, on the optimistic side like I, you would hope that the way that these kiosks are set up is that uh the staple employee who is working there part-time or whatever doesn't have access to any of that like you would hope that this that the kiosk is closed off but once again, the government isn't doing anything to convince us of that right yeah so so i i want to believe that that none of that can happen and like part of me is not too worried that that's going to happen because staples would want to keep this contract and so they, they would probably put some stop gaps in place but once again the problem with this government is that they time and time again don't think things through they will um make a bad deal mm-hmm. and then when it gets thrown into our faces, they just like sweep it under the rug and say, "Oh yeah, never happened." Like, like, do you remember the frigging blue
0: license plates? Like, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, you like, can't I, you not forget them. They're all over this road now, and you're like, that guy gets a free pass to the four hundred seven. Yeah, the- uh,
1: and the 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 gas stickers. Right, yeah. like all of these small things. Like it is hard when people are like, "Oh, what else don't you like what Doug Ford?" I'm like, man, it is hard to explain because the list goes six years long, and there's so many things that I can't remember all of them. That is insane. It's Trump level stuff in terms of like you run out of things to remember to say that you don't like. Well,
0: do you remember you talk about this. The uh, you know if Staples gets caught dropping the ball in this, you know if there's a massive de- data breach and our our per- very personal data gets leaked or just misplayed or who knows what else. The the relationship that this government has to private enterprise uh is shameful. Do you remember the 407 scandal when the 407 uh the 407 the company that runs the 407 was caught someone who's caught taking data from the like the cust our customer data yeah. from we're driving the 407 and they're using it to hand over to uh uh to, to play favorites with, uh, with the conservative party, I believe that just kind of gets swept underneath the rug. No, you know, nobody in the, nobody, mea culpa, none, none of that. It was just, oh, you know, we'll, we'll it investigate. Happens. It, it happens. And that's like right then I would argue personally, I would say, well, that's my excuse to cut, to terminate the the contract with the four hundred seven. seven. You are, you cannot steal people's personal data like that. Uh, that's, you know. We're taking, it, we're taking it back, but it doesn't happen because, you know, that private business has to win out. And that's why I'm worried. That's why this really frustrates me is that I don't know what sta- Staples motivation is. Just I need people to walk in my store and go up and down the, the aisles looking for reams of paper, new highlighters, and maybe a toner cartridge. And that's fine for Staples. But the priority now is they're no longer an office supply store in my mind they are a service ontario store now cuz that information is far more valuable than any macbook or any uh office chair or office supply that they they can sell that is the that's the incidental stuff and that's what i think is missing from this equation is the idea is like staples isn't an office supply store now they are a data harvesting store cuz we're get, we have and we have to go into them We'll have to go into it and say, well, I need to renew my health card. I need to renew my. I need to process my kid's birth certificate. And that's the, and we're we just we just handed over to a private corporation that they have not convinced us, the public or me, the public, that they 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 have my best interest at heart.
1: Well, and there's also the fact that it's a pilot project, right? So they're planning on expanding it are they going to expand it only to more staples locations? Are there going to be other companies? What happens when our data is shared across five, six, seven different companies, most of which are probably going to be international American companies. Like it, it can snowball. It can, it can, it can get out of hand. So like, If we're going to do something like this, I want to see safeguards in place. I want to see. And and the truth is, I don't think that this is that big of a scandal in terms of public consciousness. I don't think the average person really cares. And the the problem with that isn't like, oh, well, it won't hurt Doug in the polls. I I don't care about that. My concern is more so that what if this is one of those things where the next government comes in and doesn't cancel it because, oh, well, it seems to be working. And then another government's going to own it when the hack does happen. Are we all going to forget that it was Doug Ford that did this? Are we all going to forget just yeah. like how we forget Mike Harris did certain it'll things and we blame it'll, it'll whoever be bon- came after?
0: It'll be Bonnie Crombie or Merritt Styles. How dare you let this happen? And to an extent, I mean, they'll be on them to, because you should have canceled it day one. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. I mean, well, the other problem I have is this government enters into like hundred-year deals with entities with that
1: obscure terms that we don't know and how like yeah, what's the lease that and
0: that in itself is. So undemocratic that you know we the people should know every term that a government or at least have be able to look at every contract that our government enters us the people into.
1: Because even uh, my grandkids won't be old enough. Like my my grandkids will be oh, twice my current age by the time that those things. Right, uh, get Inspired. are done with, and and so like it's going to be my great grandkids who might get to vote on the next thing. Like, like that's insane. That is that yeah. is insane. That is, that is they are so far removed from from the current people and the current issues in Ontario. Like, and and once again, these these contracts are being given to companies that even whether it's big or whether it's small, there are connections. So, for example, if we were to look at the small connection with Staples, uh, the chairman of Staples Canada has donated uh, donated the I believe close to the max amount or the max amount to Doug Ford's leadership campaign. Yeah. And he also donated uh, the same amount to the Conservative Party the following year. That is a smaller thing. You know, is it just a, a public citizen, you know, doing a donation? Sure. But what about the fact that the CFO of Thermi used to work for another financial institution? And that financial institution, after the CFO left, bought Doug Ford's Deco label company. Right. Like, how is that not... A thing that like all the red flags are going up and how is that not something that, that the integrity commissioner should be investigating like like th- this is not something that we just see once or twice this is an ongoing habit with this government where when when you start connecting the dots it, it makes you feel like a crazy person like uh like the scene from uh sunny oh, always sunny in Philadelphia right. but, but like you're not crazy when you make those connections with Doug Ford because he does it in broad daylight and and we're getting to the point where people just don't care because that's how business is done that's not how business is done that's how the mob operates
0: and that's like people should be pissed off at this like and and that's why like people just say oh Staples it's just the company that you know I buy my toner cartridges from you know what you know what can they do and it's like and it's something that our, like our, our governments just do not take this issue and I'm going to chalk it up to every government, municipal, provincial, and federal. I don't think take the matter of our private data seriously enough. Um, It is so powerful. It can be leveraged in so many ways. And it's not just Google ads on your phone, folks. We're talking people with real power. If you know their children's health history. Uh, or, or any fine in their fines, their driving habits, their, their, it just all this stuff that you say it's private. You know, if you, you keep saying all these convoy, Yahoo say, oh, you know, stay out of my life. It's you know my private life. The government shouldn't be in my, in my business yet. We're, you're not going to get infuriated when there's this, when Staples or Walmart or Thermy has access to. This data and they are not answerable to you. You cannot vote out a Staples CEO or the Walmart CEO, folks. They do not answer you to you at all, and that sort of really troubles me about this.
1: And I think the deeper conversation there, which maybe not for this time, but there is an erosion of public trust in government institutions. The fact that people will trust multi-billion-dollar faceless corporations over the government right. is a huge concern. Like I, I, I get while I don't agree with it, I get how people can get, can get swept up in the Elon Musk of it all, where they see the strong man who's the richest man in the world and this and that. And sure. You know what? Whatever. Anybody with half a brain knows that Elon's nuts, but Mm -hmm. I, I get how that cult of personality occurs. The fact that a faceless company like Staples could be seen as more trustworthy than our government, regardless of who is in power is an issue of concern specifically because what has happened to our society where Capitalism has become not just a, an economic system, but a way of life and a religion, right? Like people, people view not just the almighty dollar, but the system of capital as essentially um, the the only thing that can be truthful and correct in our world, right. regardless of whether or not you believe uh, economically in a different system, socialism, whatever. We should still be looking at our current system and thinking to ourselves: maybe we don't give the super-rich people even more ways to control us. Like, if you're against Davos and the World Economic Forum, right, you right. should also be against the multi-million-dollar players, even if they're not multi-billionaires. They're still hundred millionaires. Maybe we should still be against that manipulation.
0: And like, that's what no, you're you're bang on. That's what gets me. I mean those those multi millionaires, those hundred millionaires, they're looking to become billionaires, and what? this agreement tells me is you're talking about capital. We we are the capital here. That that information that uh staples will have access to is incredibly wealthy in the right hands. And the fact that we don't know how how Staples will have access to it, how they will be able to manipulate it, how they will be able to copy it if need be, um is very troubling and something that you know this this government's habit of of rushing into things, rushing into things, and then kind of do this whoopsie folk you know folksy dozy, you know I heard you loud and clear. Okay, we'll just walk back. Kind of, it it's it tiresome. Song it and dance, is, yeah. It, it is. It is a. It is. It is frustrating. And this is like you are not. This government just strikes me as, uh, and I'll, I'll say it. I'm 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 not a fan of the Trudeau government. <laughs> Anymore. They, they have their own issues, but the Doug Ford government is literally more, far more dangerous. People don't understand it. It has nothing to do with they, they're, they're giving so much power to corporations that we do not know what their intentions are and know exactly what level of power they have to use this or leverage it against us. And that is incredibly troubling. And once it's gone, people, it's gone. We do not get it back.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's one of those things that's almost impossible to undo. Like the four hundred seven, yeah. Like like the the half a billion dollar thermi garage that they wanted to put underwater. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, a lot of it ends up being nonsensical, and it and it almost feels like you're out of a freaking comic book. Like like is Lex Luthor uh, running Toronto right now? Like, I mean, not Toronto. I guess Olivia Chow would not be a Lex Luthor parallel, but um, <laughs> it, it feels. So no, absurd that the world shouldn't like it just doesn't feel real. And I guess it's when it's so absurd and it doesn't feel real, people are more willing to just turn a blind eye and say, whatever, you know what? I have no power to, to change this and, and everyone's bad anyway. So why yeah. should I care?
0: I, I just I remember how upset people were with the green belt. And rightfully so. It was it that was a completely justifiable and, and right uh response to that that misuse of of power. I just I know at the beginning of this episode, you said, you don't think it's that big. I think it ultimately will be if not worse than because staples might not have ill intent. They might not have uh uh bad, they, they might just want people, more people in their stores to make a buck. That's, that's fine. This is the, a way they figure they can get that going. I look at it and say there are people, if. That data is sitting there in, a, in an office kiosk in Staples. Who knows who might get access to it? We know there are criminal elements that want it. They want access to it because they can defraud us. They can they can corrupt it. They can use it to their ends. We know foreign actors, China, Russia, actively try to hack government data sources. They they they, they try to attack service Ontario data centers servers, because they want that data. They want to know how much money you're making. They want to know illnesses that you might have. They want to know this. If we aren't secure in this, we can't make sure that this is ironclad because Staples doesn't want to spend the money or they can't find the profit margin on that, we need to end this contract. I, I, I'm, I'm, I know I sound conspiracy and I should be wearing the tinfoil hat, but I am, I am, this is going to be a long time coming. Folks, and it may not happen tomorrow, it may not be a year from now, but like five years, you're going to hear of some Russia data firm in St. Petersburg has been hacking into Staples for the last, you know, four years. And now they know all your health records. They know how much you've been making. They know your debts. They know, you know, your driving habits. They know property that you own. And I mean, if you're if you're coming with that, because you save a, you might save a buck or two going into a, a Staples on your when you pay your driver's license fee. Okay, then we get the government we deserve. But this is this should be troubling people an awful lot more than I think it has been.
1: I I know I got where you're coming from because it's one of those things where there's also the fear of the unknown in terms of like how bad could it get? Right? We yeah. don't know, and it's it, it we we have been dealing with that since 2016 since since the first. Donald Trump election. We have been dealing with people in Canada and the United States saying, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen if we elect Doug Ford? Mm -hmm. What's the worst that can happen if we do this? What's the worst that can happen if we do that? And time and time again, maybe it's not always the worst case scenario, but on a scale of one to 10 being the worst, we're still ending up with seven, eights and nines across the board. And it's like, it's like with COVID, Mm -hmm being a 10 with the long-term care is being a 10 with the healthcare crisis mm-hmm. being a 10 and everything else being sprinkled across still being in those high numbers. So what's the worst that can happen? We have seen the worst. Well, just, this is just a new avenue to get the worst.
0: We just, uh, you brought up a uh, Donald Trump. And I use him as a, as a perfect example uh, during that election that he, that he was first elected. Everybody said, oh, there's no way. There's no, 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 the the Americans wouldn't be that stupid to elect this, this jerk. And, you know, every poll, every data source said, oh no, Hillary's got it locked in the bag. She's, she's going to be the next, next president of the United States. And look what happened. Like, do not discount that the worst case scenario could happen. And usually it happens because people just say, nah, nah, that's, that, that's, that's, comic book stuff that's that's science fiction
1: yeah and i think what part of it too is like we so let's just look at ontario canadians are passive we are we, yeah. we put up a lot of yep. stuff we put up with with price gouging and inflation and we put up with the insane cost of housing because nobody wants to crash the bubble actively we put up with um this that and the other because well del duca sucked and horvath sucked so i guess we got to go with ford again and so canadians are are pretty comfortable with with things sucking you know like we we have a fairly good globally speaking quality of life and i think that has lulled us into a sense of security where it's like nothing that bad can ultimately happen and so we now find ourselves in a position where when we used to be top three in everything in the world, well, then we were top five in everything in the world. Now we're like top 10 or top 15 in everything in the world. We're still mm-hmm. one of the best places in the world to live, but we are seeing a slippage of that. And I think part of that is because Canadians don't want to protest in the streets. Canadians don't want to, and I'm not saying overthrow the government, because that is where some... More aggressive people will go on mm-hmm. on both sides of the political spectrum. I've seen it from tankies and I've seen it from from freedom convoyers. But we were, I would say, a solid twenty four hours away from a general strike in Ontario not too long ago. When yes. when when the notwithstanding clause was about to be used to override the right to bargain, I, I I wasn't in any of the rooms. I don't know what the union heads were saying, but I know what people were DMing me. And I know the vibes I was getting in my videos. People were begging me to call for a general strike, to use my platform, to march on Toronto. Mm -hmm. And and these were not crazy people. These were moms with autistic kids and and, uh, teachers and nurses and and EAs and and just regular people. And, And so we were so close to having something that I think could have radically shifted the political and cultural landscape of Ontario and Doug Ford narrowly avoided it now. Ultimately, I'm glad it was avoided because that would not have been a good thing in the moment. Right. But part of me wonders, do we need that? Do we need a thing to happen? I'm not saying I'm not saying a, an overhaul of government. I, I'm not saying something like what the Freedom Convoy and what the January Six people want. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying a protest to the point where the government, like they do in Europe, says, you know what, we actually have to step down. Like this happens in Europe where, where governments that have majority governments will see hundreds of thousands of people protesting in the streets mm-hmm. and they say okay you know what we'll dissolve government we'll call an election we don't we don't have that here politicians are not accountable because we don't make them accountable the politicians need to not fear us in terms of fearing for their lives they need to fear constituents in so much that they work
0: for us they serve us well that that's just that we we don't we've bought into this idea that government can't government can't do it it's like we're, we're the we're still buying into this Reagan Thatcher nomics point of view of oh the government the government is the worst thing ever they they're inept at everything and it's like no like yes government shouldn't be making automobiles government shouldn't be making uh, uh, computers for for office or, or or furniture that's that's a private sector deal got it but that, look at that, how
1: many that... houses the government built after World War II
0: well there's that too the you, the government can do things yeah. also. The government. We need the government to regulate things like we. <laughs> if we need sin numbers, we need driver's licenses, we need health card numbers, uh, or, because that's how our system works. We we, God forbid, you show up to your doctor, and they say no health care number. Okay, well I don't know what to do with you. Like th- we we just would not function with that, and we need to. That's why I, I like to say we need to take this. Much, much more seriously, and the idea of like, well, we're going to save some bu- save some money. I'm a I haven't seen that so far in any any of the reporting that we're actually going to s- save tax dollars it's on- money
1: it's it's costing us money, yeah,
0: right. Um, and I don't see it's going to give us any more convenience. That being said, um, I do agree we need to have more anger towards this. I think there is anger there, but I'm also thinking there's a lot of exasperation. People are just like, oh, you know, Ford Ford's going to Ford. And that's what that's what we're dealing with. We've got two years of this, so maybe it's a matter of people just pacing themselves because they're saying we got to wait till four years to vote them out. My my thing is I don't understand why the polls don't reflect it. Of, of
1: I, I, think we, I, it I, think, I think just
0: cratering. I think there is a uh,
1: I think there's there's a, a a really salient reason as to why the polls and and people's voting intentions aren't reflecting that right now, and that's because people are also fed up with trio. So right now yeah. the, the federal election is first and people are more upset with Trudeau than they are with Ford because it's easier and more tangible to be upset with the prime minister than with the premier, especially because a lot of people don't understand what the province and the federal government do. It's a lot easier for them to blame the province for healthcare, even though the, uh, the federal government for healthcare, even though the, the province runs it. Right. Um, so I, I think right now what will happen is regardless of how the, the federal election goes, if Trudeau loses or wins or Pierre gets a minority or a majority, I think once that is done, four months later all eyes are gonna be on ford and i would not be surprised if ford calls a snap election to occur just after the federal election in order to avoid um the the eyes on him people all have all their eyes on whatever new government is in power hating right. trudeau or being mad at pierre or being worried about whatever and he'll call his election early and he'll win i i think if he does that he has a chance of winning another majority because people won't have time to, to sit and reflect
0: and that's just it. I, you know, I, my hope is if you're listening to this, uh, this episode, you know, share it with friends or family, or, or just start, start stirring up those, those conversations, most because, it, you know, I, I think our, our media has done a disservice to kind of pay, gloss over, you know, who's the leading or losing in the polls, as opposed to actually talking about the issues and talking about, you know, the, the, the housing crisis going actually into it, like what's actually causing the housing prices. I know we're going off way off topic from Staples and uh, Service Ontario here, but I use it as a microcosm of just people don't understand why prices are the way they are. We've been talking about it for years on this podcast. We have a good idea, but we're still like things scratching the surface, but it's easier to paint it as like, oh, Pierre's up in the pools, Justin's way down, it's over housing. You know, that's, and that's, that's the article. That's the story. It's like, no, we need, we need to do better. Um, I just, I'm, I'm, i look at this service Ontario story and I see a disaster in the makings far worse than the green belt possibly could have been. Um, this, this would be people defrauded people, people's identities being up for, up for sale. individuals,
1: lives being destroyed versus yeah. a wider reaching issue.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I could just see it because right now I don't see any. I haven't heard anything about security measures, about promises from Staples or on on the level of security encryption, Nothing. the processes to ensure that this data does not leave the government of Ontario. I don't see it, but I see a you know Ford helping out his buddy, a donor buddy, as you said, to help out a few locations in Ontario to because. Staples can't figure out a way to get us into their doors. Um, and at the very least, this is at the very, very basic, this is a bailout for a failing retail operation in Ontario. As far as I can see, I don't see how this is uh this is going to serve us or get us a better Better, better service in the long run. This is a bailout for Staples because Staples, like we can't figure out how to get people in the door, in the doors. Everybody wants to do, do the sales online and they want to deliver to the door. Rightfully so. It's convenient, but
1: yeah, no, I feel you on that.
0: Yeah. All right. On that cheery note, um, <laughs> I'm going to say that's it for this week's episode. Uh, Frank, always good to have a chat with you, even if it's uh, the world's slowly coming undone at the seams. Um, it's been fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I once again, I, if I'm just gonna leave anybody with anything. It's like you know what, it might feel like everything's coming undone, but uh, if you don't have a positive attitude in the little bit of the sense, like I get angry a lot. You watch my TikToks; I'm angry all the time, but I'm not an angry person <laughs> in my in my moment-to-moment living. I'm I get angry when I need to get angry, and I I spur the emotion when I need to, but. Mm-hmm every other time like i believe generally speaking whether it's the province or the country or humanity we are generally speaking on the upwards trajectory and and i think that that positive mindset is one of the key important parts to making sure that political change does happen because if we don't believe better is possible we never will get better
0: well said all right folks thank you very much for listening we'll be back next week with a new episode take care (laughs) bye-bye Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for The underscore 905 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time.